It's All Things Considered, and I'm Dave Lawrence. Today we're wrapping up our latest Off the Road episode. Find the entire series at hawaiipublicradio.org. Look for it on our HPR app. And subscribe to the latest episodes on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. That's where you'll find Part 1 with Nancy Wilson of Heart, who's returned to the show after the release of her first solo album, You and Me, which includes a number of special guests, like Sammy Hagar, who joined Nancy on a cover of the Paul Simon epic, The Boxer. Nancy Wilson apart on Off the Road. How far back do you go with Sammy? I go really far back with him. We were on all kinds of bills together. A friend of my husband for even longer, they were both from the Marin County area. Hmm. So when I got together with Jeff, which is now about 10 years ago, we got married actually at Sammy's beautiful restaurant called El Paseo in Mill Valley, which he no longer owns, but... He did us up, gave us the family rate because he was so close with Jeff. And he was the one guy at the wedding crying in the audience. He was the one, like, bawling. So I almost lost it. I almost started to cry during the the poem we were reading. But then my son, Billy, the time was 12. He saw me almost crying, and he started to back up a little bit, and he knocked over like a tray of silverware on the floor. So it was like, it sounded like something that would be sampled, you know, from a cartoon. He was like, I'm so sorry. And I was like, no, it's okay. He actually saved me from crying, so because everybody had to laugh. Anyway, Sammy was there. It was his place. It's great you mentioned Billy. I was just thinking about that. Your twins, now 21 years old. They are 21. Curtis and Billy. Um, (laughs) What are they up to? Well, Billy is going to Loyola. So he's still studying screenwriting like his birth father did. I got to actually see him for the first time in a year because we're all vaccinated now at a restaurant we used to go to outdoors, of course. Now being 21, he ordered his first cocktail at a restaurant and we all had a big cheers and it was really great to see him. Curtis still is kind of in lockdown in Montreal because Montreal, you can't get in and you can't go out. So we Zoom. And I've sent him the album because he co-wrote one of my songs on that, the in-between. Wow, with the great keyboards on there. And this- yeah, it's very kind of 70s. Yeah. But he had a poem that was a school assignment. He wrote these words that really took me by surprise. And now, even more so after what we've been through the last four years, I, mm. I had those in my notes. It's like, I got to make a song out of this because... It's more meaningful today than it was when he wrote it as a lark. Now it's like, if you're only thinking in black and white or wrong and right, try a bigger lens, my friend, because it's how people have been so marginalized and divided in this country for a little too long. It's so cool that he has that role in the tune. And uh, yeah. <laughs> and it's great you mentioned Montreal, because due to both your Canadian label when you started and first songs breaking on Canadian radio, I read that among your first early major gigs was actually opening for Rod Stewart in Montreal, and that there was a little story behind how that happened. Oh, for sure. That was our first big stage experience because 
Montreal had been playing Magic Man, I think, playing it on the radio, and we had been up around Vancouver playing in a dinner club called Lucifer's, where they had all these <laughs> these stupid rules, like there was a posted sign on the wall in the dressing room that said, matching uniforms are suggested, no chewing gum, no swearing on stage, you know, the more disco the better, <laughs> and no navels shall be seen. So, um, <laughs> so we were really like, because we were rebellious rockers, and from the stage one night and commented on the the dinner they had those big silver bins with the sterno heated food right <laughs> so one night she goes well i hope you like the food because i thought it tasted a lot like lysol myself <laughs> we were immediately fired you know like you're out of here but lo and behold we had a, a phone call same day to see if we could come across the continent to Montreal to open for Rod Stewart in a couple of days. We're like, we'll be right over. <laughs> so we took a train, a sleeping train. Wow. And a couple of days later, we were in Montreal and we played that show. It was huge, some kind of big performance place. And when we started with Magic Man, they lit up their lighters because they knew the song, because they had been playing it there, unbeknownst to us. So it was like one of the most thrilling moments, being on a big stage, being super nervous, and then being welcomed with a constellation of lighters at wow. this big audience. It was like, oh my God, this might work out after all. <laughs> it's funny when you say that about that moment of realizing, wow, this might work. It's a great moment to think about that because here you are doing your first ever solo album after this entire career that sort of enabled yeah. it, set you up for it. When you think back to that era, were there other moments when you first realized, wow, Heart is actually going to take off. This is going to be a full-time thing for us. It just kind of started to snowball with the first record, region by region. We took a rent-a-car to every region, to every radio station, and schmoozed with every DJ there, you know. And then the guy that drove us around, the marketing guy, you know, we said, go sit in the car, and then he'd do the payola thing, you know, after <laughs> after he, they played our record. We were actually like coal miner's daughter, if you've ever seen that film. Yeah. We went to every radio station and camped out basically to get our album played. But it was working region to region, like New York was the, the last place that ever liked Heart, but finally we, you know, we won them over, but not without all the legwork. <laughs> right, it sounds like it. Like Cal Jam too. do you remember that? We just had Ann on the show last week, and oh. Ann and I were talking about that, and we were wondering if there was a bigger show that you guys had ever done than that one. I don't think so, I mean, there were, a sea of faces that went beyond the horizon. The pressure was really on, and you had to kind of train yourself to look larger than life. Hmm. 
you wanted to raise your arm and your fist and kind of flail around in a big sort of... <laughs> you danced a lot. I've watched the video of you. It's yeah. great watching you dancing around on the stage at that. <laughs> I call it rocker size. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, so funny. I also just watched that appearance you did in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. I don't know if people oh, wow. if people even yeah. remember that appearance <laughs> and that. Any fun story of doing? You were the beautiful woman in car, as I recall. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember um, I'm not an actor. First of all, it's too early for me. <laughs> and second of all, I didn't know how to act, but I knew I had to laugh at the guy in the other car. So what I thought of was at the time I had a, a convertible Thunderbird Continental Kit porthole car, just like in American Graffiti, it was the same car. And in the back window, the dog that I had at the time was a little fluffy dog. If I turned a corner, she would slide across <laughs> the back. And so I'd, I could see her in my rearview mirror as I was driving forward and then turn and she'd kind of slide back the other way across <laughs> my rearview mirror. It cracked me up every time. So that was the image I put into my head in order to think of like, okay, what's going to make me laugh realistically when I'm kind of looking at this guy in the Ponce de Leon hat, you know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so that was my actor's moment where I pulled it off successfully. You did, and a cool moment, too. Not a lot of people might even know about. Uh, it's uh, Nancy Wilson of Heart back on Off the Road talking about her new album, You and Me, and a whole lot more with us. And we're so grateful that you would do this, Nancy. All right. Yeah, well, you know, Dave, I can't resist. <laughs> I appreciate it. I hope you had fun again, Nance. Oh, absolutely, every time. And fingers crossed everything goes good for your big symphony show you've got coming up. That show's going to stream uh, live on July 9th from Seattle. So we can watch it, you're saying. You can watch it, yeah. We you can, can be, be part of it. Exactly. Well, thank you again. Glad to hear your voice again. Nancy, big hugs and high fives. Stay safe. I mean it. Same here. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. Talk to you again soon. Aloha. Talk soon. Aloha. Aloha.